We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. It's time for our Tua. It's our Tua. It's our Tua. It's our Tua, 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 Tonga Vailoa, not Tua Tagovailoa. A for effort, Dolphins quarterback, Tua. It's our Tua, it's our Tua, 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 Tua. Sims can go to hell. To a tongue of Iowa. Dolphins quarterback. Daddy loves you guys. Our Tua with Tobin and Leroy. Check the history of our Tua the program, ladies and gentlemen. Meow. I got to tell you. Yes. Honey walnut shrimp. <laughs> Not feeling it. You know, you wouldn't, dude. How about you, Marcos? Honey nut walnut shrimp? <laughs> no, walnuts? Crazy? What you think I'm crazy? Sweet fire chicken breast. Oh, that one's good. Oh, I know dude. what that is. Yeah. There's pineapples in that one, though. I'm not sure if you're a fan. Pineapples in what? In the sweet fire chicken breast. So is pineapples and peppers? Essentially. Perhaps. Uh. Oh, I'm about to make something happen here. Let me see what's up. You see, man? Come on, man. Sometimes you gotta you gotta say crazy things. Crazy things happen. Sometimes he's got some wild ideas. You know that, dude? Yeah. Yeah. Let's get to some headlines. Brought to you by the new Palmetto Ford Truck Supercenter. Why buy your truck at a car store? Palmetto Ford. We know trucks. Let's hear from Chris Greer. Yesterday, met with the media. He says two is the starting QB going forward. Some people are happy. Some people are mad. People are lashing out on me on Twitter. Why? Because they think that uh, they think two is they they think two is gonna break any moment, and it's gonna set the franchise <clears throat> back. Really? Here, what if I told you that Lamar Jackson has missed more games than two in the last two years? Uh, I wouldn't be surprised by that. He missed. He's he's been injured both years. So why does everybody want Lamar Jackson instead of Tua when you're basically in the same spot? But you know. That Tua works in this offense. Mm-hmm. You are unsure what the offense will look like when if Lamar Jackson was here. These are the the chances and the things if, you can't take chances on. If you told me next year Tua wasn't going to be the quarterback and you told me it was going to be Lamar Jackson, I would still be excited because I think Lamar Jackson's really good and I like. How, but I'm not going to sit here and say 
uh, like we can't sit here and say it's not a risk. It is. You're investing a ton of money into Lamar Jackson, which you are currently not into Tua. You don't have to decide on long-term yet. You don't. You know? Correct. You don't have to do that. So I don't understand like that fear from Dolph fans right now. If it's going to be one of these things where it's like, well, we're bringing in Lamar. Like, you think it's a sure thing? I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. That and, and that, you have to pay him immediately. A ton. Yep. Which he deserves. Yep. Not saying he doesn't deserve it. I think the Ravens were stupid not to pay him. Probably would have played that playoff game if he had a contract. You think? They said he was limping around the facility. Probably more of a chance he plays. If you have a, if you have that deal, I, see, see, I, to be honest, I don't blame him for not playing. But that, that right there would bother me. What? That that he he could have played and he didn't because because he didn't have a contract. Yeah. Really. Yeah. Hmm, I'm surprised by that. Because either you hold out, but once you commit, you commit. Interesting. And and he's never he's never done or said anything that would lead you to believe he would make a decision like that. Right, the dude came in. He didn't make a stink. He didn't do what everybody else has done in his position, mm-hmm. right? And the 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 Ravens turned around and thanked him by screwing him. Mm-hmm. So, like, I guess if you want to know what method works, the Kyler Murray method works. Make a stink. Make a stink. Let's hear from uh, Chris Greer. Here was him yesterday. Yeah, I would say with Tua, he's our starting quarterback. So, uh, you know, I don't know how we can say it anymore clearly that we've been that way um, through this season and what he's done and um, what Mike and Tua, um, Bevel, Chandler, the coaching staff have all done. They've all worked tremendously hard, all of them together. So, um, you know, Tua's, we anticipate him, worked with talking with the doctors and consultants and everyone we've dealt with. Uh, we fully expect him back next year, 100% ready to go. And then uh, we'll get through all those decisions you know, like I said, just like we talked about every player on the roster. And obviously I understand because it's Tua, and that's why the question's being asked. But um, we'll go through our process. But he is our starting quarterback and will be next season. There you go. Which, look, you put out the fire right away because, you know, you got the the PFTs of the world. You got the Michael Lombardi. Pro Football Talk, Mike Florio. Oh. He's, a, he, he's, a, he's, what, he's what we like to call a pot stirrer. These acronyms are killing you today, Leroy. Yeah. <laughs> BJJ, PFT. OPP. Yeah, you know me. <laughs> <laughs> this was uh, Chris Greer when asked about the uh, the contract situation with Tua. Here's what he had to say. Chris, how do you approach Tua's contract coming up with the fifth-year option and, if possible, an extension? Of course, like I said, we'll have discussions and talk through it, just like um, we'll have discussions with – Christian Wilkins, all these other guys are coming up here. So, we like to discuss. <laughs> are you open to a fifth-year option? Taking a fifth-year option? I think all everything's on the table for us. So, It'd be great if you just be like, nah. I was thinking that same thing. Fifth-year right? option? <laughs> Did you hear how J.K. Dobbins spoke after the game, like how blatantly honest he was, that if we would have had Lamar, we would have won? Yeah. I want that kind of honesty from Chris Greer and stuff like that. I just wanted to just flat out say it. I don't know who had the tweet, but they're like, yeah, if the, if, if two of the teams had their starting quarterbacks, the yeah. two and three seed would have been home this weekend. It's That's true. true. Yeah. It's true. I mean, like, you know, it's okay to admit that. It's okay to admit 
that uh, you have a better chance to win it with Tua. I don't understand why this is such a controversial take. Yeah. You guys act like you have been spoiled with this great offense that you've been watching for 20 years. You haven't. This has been the most fun you've had watching Dolphins games in the longest time. Bombs to Tyreek Hill. Bombs to Jalen Waddle. Speed all over the place. And you watch Skylar Thompson for two weeks, and you're like, ah, let's go get Tom Brady. He's 100. Skylar Thompson is old football, old Miami Dolphins football that he we is. were used to. Yeah, he is. It's like, oh, it's, you, it, it was an admirable game. Don't get yeah. me wrong. Balls of the Dolphins. Exactly. Congratulations. He's but, not bad. That's what it was. No, he's not bad. No, in fact, I think Skylar Thompson, you know, like Mike was asked yesterday, did he do enough to secure QB2? I, I think yes. I think he definitely should. I think you should just, instead of spending $6 million on a Teddy Bridgewater, just go about this like Skylar Thompson's your backup next year. And if for whatever reason Tua doesn't work out, you have another young QB right behind him that you're grooming and giving more reps to. I don't understand this whole thing. Let's go get Jimmy Garoppolo. Let's go get Derek Carr to back up. <clears throat> like, all right. You, like, well, first of all, those guys are going to go to teams where they can, they can play right away. They ain't going to – Jimmy Garoppolo ain't ready for a backup role. Right? That was an extenuating circumstance that he ended up being back up there. But, um, but, but counterpoint to that would be there were no jobs either. Like, huh? there weren't really any opportunities for him. There were no jobs. Like, it's, it's, there's not as many opportunities out there as we think there are because a lot of the stinky teams are going to draft their QBs. And there's other, yeah. you know, or are, or a year in, are in year two with their QBs or are locked into a guy. Like, he has to, and look, if him, I would pick a place where it's like, ah, oh, I, I, this guy's not that good, and I can get an option there. Like, if you were to look at the Jets, whatever the Jets are going to do, you know, mm-hmm. and say, oh, Zach Wilson's going to poop the bed in three weeks. I'll take that job. That's the way I would look at it. If I was Jimmy Garoppolo. Wait. You- <laughs> what? That's, what a way to go into a franchise. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. So let's look at let's look at the options at quarterback. Saints. Carolina. Yep. Um the Raiders. Yep. Um Houston. Yep. Um where are we with Tennessee? Uh good question. I don't know. Cuz I don't do they believe in Willis? Doesn't feel like they did. Hell yeah, they? no, they don't. Doesn't feel like they did. Um, Who do they have starting? Indianapolis. Oh, of course. Um Tampa. Oh, yeah. Um, Atlanta. Sure. So you got seven seven spots. Yeah, but how many of those people are going to go and probably draft somebody? Like Houston's going to probably draft a quarterback. <clears throat> so there's 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 three top tier quarterbacks. So that's four. Okay. <clears throat> and then it's Derek Carr, Jimmy Garoppolo, Jimmy Garoppolo, others. Those are your top two guys? Yeah. I don't know if I'd invest in Jimmy Garoppolo. He <clears throat> always gets hurt. Yes! But you would invest in Lamar Jackson? No. I mean, like, I would for, – for at least Lamar Jackson's a star. Like, Jimmy Garoppolo's not a star. Like, if I'm a franchise that's desperate, at least Lamar Jackson's a star. Like, if I'm the Raiders, like, Mark Davis wants the attraction that, like, you know, he's, like, a bit upset because the Raiders fan hasn't translated over there. You get Lamar Jackson, you're going to sell a thousand Lamar Jackson jerseys. He's a star. You bring him over there, but they don't have an option. Like they, they're rats off a ship on Derek Carr. 
you know, which is amazing. Didn't he lead the league in passing? He uh, he called. Uh, he was called a Hall of Famer by Devonte Adams before the season. Yeah, they went to college together. Well, woo! <laughs> Can I hear uh, Mike McDaniel on them having to teach Tua how to fall? I... What? He's agreeing with you. Our, our plan is kind of approach it like you do a young quarterback who's not used to sliding. You know, we have, we have ideas and thoughts on how to help him because that 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 is a consistency that that we've noticed as well is that they're ground induced. So we're like everything else, do everything in our power to um, help coach him, and that's a a new way to um, attempt to coach. There you go, trust falls, dude. So let me get this straight, you jackass. <clears throat> so the way to stop Tua from getting concussions mm-hmm. is to have him fall on his back and hope somebody catches him? <laughs> trust falls, dude. That's how it's got to work. You trust that offensive line? Well, I wouldn't trust if it was Liam Eikenberg back there, but Teron Armstead I would. I mean, not on Wednesday or Thursday. Right. right. Yeah. <laughs> it's game day. I mean, he falls back and he – Where's Teron? So do they need him to Veterans go? Do they need two at a face plant? Is that what they need to no. do? He, dude, let me explain to you what is so crazy about this. When he gets tackled, instead of falling like as he gets pushed, he turns and falls on his back like that's better. I'm like, no, dude, you keep getting knocked senseless. It ain't because of you getting hit. One, he got shoved. He didn't really uh, – he didn't turn. So you can still turn and fall on your stomach. Dude, I'm telling you, after a couple of falls on the back, I never, never fell on my back to where I couldn't control how I was falling. Did you do a drill or did you just know how to do it? I just know what it felt like when I fell on the back of my head. Could you teach Tua? Huh? Could you do it? We need you, Leroy. No, because he, it, it's, it's, it's something on, that Leroy. you kind of have on, to learn. Leroy. Leroy. Teach Tua how to fall, Leroy. Teach him, man. You can do it, Leroy. 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 Couple more outbursts like this. Please teach Tua. Couple more outbursts like this. Please teach Tua. Finishing my order. Please teach Tua. Oh wait, wait, wait! No Chinese food. That's what I'm here for. Just give him a little uh, refresher course, you know? Maybe yeah. you go golfing with Tua. All right. Isn't he going Ooh, golfing with Tua this weekend? That's what I was told. I was heard, I heard that. That's what I Who heard. heard yeah, didn't you tell you us that? You said it. TMZ. Oh, you Don't you guys golf TMZ at the same place? Said it. TMZ. We do. Tobin Marcos. Well, okay, so how about this? Jennifer. <laughs> you go up to Tua, right? Set the tee. And, you know, he's getting ready. And he goes, hey, hey, Uno. Yeah, for a second, dude. Mm. You know that thing you do where you go, ah! Yeah. And then you show him the Leroy method. Ooh. Here's what I would say. Wow. <clears throat> you know when you watch huh? MMA mm-hmm. and the guy just starts kicking another guy in the shin? Mm-hmm. Eventually, he gets that shin the hell out of the way. True. Right? Yes. Because it hurts. That's kind of how you learn. Like, hold on. I keep getting knocked out when I fall this way. That's good. I probably shouldn't fall this way. Well, you t- tell him that. I, think he I would like to think wow. that an adult 
grown ass man could figure that out on his own. Hey, dude, what's the harm in telling him? Yeah, come on. What's just the harm? A little lesson. What's little the harm? Dude? A little Leroy <laughs> lesson. What's wrong with you? Leroy lesson. Yeah. You know why little, I'm not. Double L, dude. Because any suggestion I have that came from you has the makings of reading the toes, and I don't want to seem like an ass. There's only one ass on this show. Cal chop, Howard. chop. It's chop, chop. <laughs> Please, teach to, uh... Please teach to, uh... Please teach to, uh... Give him a little LL. Come on, dude. Give him a little LL. Leroy Love. Yeah. Leroy Lesson. Sure. Leroy Le- Lesson. Okay, give him uh, Somebody says, can they call in and teach uh, and ask Leo to teach, too? I have a little chant for him. Absolutely. 305-567-0560. Well, absolutely. You can call in and uh, get to another guy says, he's too small, can't control how he falls once he how gets small? a bear wait, 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 wait. and pancaked. What if I told you that Tua hmm? is bigger than Drew Brees? He then is. what? No, he is. But, like, so what? Like, what is – we – We've gotten past that. Now everybody's, uh, you know, signing these small quarterbacks. Hold on. Hey, uh, 560, you're on the air. Leroy. <laughs> Leroy, Leroy, you're the man. Please teach Tua. You, you're the only one that can. Yeah! yeah! Come on, dude. Teach Tua. Wow. What, what Professor you, Horde. What have you done? What, do you mean? what are you doing? You just to- you told us. Yeah, I-, I don't know what you heard, but this is the yep. way I heard. Jennifer, yep. you tell me if you heard this. Mm-hmm. Jennifer, but <laughs> did Jennifer, I- did I not hear from Leroy that mm-hmm. he had the same issues that Tua did, and he fixed it? So no. why yep. can make- what I said yeah. was the Dolphins oh, enlist you what? No. to fix Tua's issue? Hold on, hold on. Yep, yep. What yep, I yep. said was after falling on my back and slamming my head against the turf or the grass, or whatever, I realized, ow, I don't want to fall like that anymore. Right. Mm. Like, at some point, you learn, you adapt. Who's bigger? You or Tua? Yeah. Well, oh, yeah, size-wise, yeah, how are we? We're tall to you, tall. Leroy. Leroy. the same height, but you're a little swollen, you know? If I tell you tall, Leroy, he's got a big height. caboose, you know? Oh, All he does is a little bottom heavy, you know what I'm talking about? 5'11", Leroy, according to Google, it says you're 5'11"? No. Is this true? I'm probably a little taller than that. Whoa! Okay, right. six feet. Right, let's see. Well, how Tua, tall is Tua? Tua height. What's he listed at? Oh, 6'1". 6'1". Six six let's see the weight. They say you're uh, 225. Are you 225? How much, how much what was your playing weight? 220, 225. All right, so what was, and what's Tua? 216. Oh, Not far. On, Not dude. far off. Please teach Tua. Please teach Tua. You're not getting your orange chicken. One of those days. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Back after this. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? 
Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. One more time. Didn't uh, Nicki Minaj or make a uh, with uh, yeah a remake with this music? Drake did recently. Him and Twenty One Savage. Twenty One. Twenty One. Like really, what? dude? That's what we're doing. What? Every time, every song he's on, he goes Twenty One. Yeah. Twenty One. Twenty One. He wants 21. you to make sure yeah. you know his name. Mm-hmm. Twenty One. What? Maybe important. he forgets. I mean, Remember bad, that he's in the fairness, one. Bad Bunny does that in every song too. Bad Bunny, bad Bunny. Everyone does that. You know what? That's my problem. I don't say my name enough. You should. Mm-hmm. How would you do it? Savvy. Frog Boy McGee. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Maybe you me? need to just change your name to Bad Froggy. You know, because remember that was the thing with Lil. They were Lil everything. You know, so maybe you should take the spinoff and just be bad, but make it an animal. Also, hops. Wow. So I feel like you could be the next big thing if you just change it into Bad Froggy. Bad Froggy, Bad Froggy, Ribbit, Ribbit. This is really good consulting. I think that you should do it. Yeah. They call me the consultant. La rana mala. No one calls you that. Insulter. He tried slipping that one in. Just like he did. The insulter. By the way, there was a uh, report yesterday from uh, Jordan Schultz. He says that Mike McDaniel is expected to make some staff changes on the defensive side of the football <gasps> this offseason. Oh, no. They actually were halfway decent towards the end of the year. They were. They yeah. definitely were, especially think- with the injuries that they had. Would you, though, say maybe it's just a communication thing? Like, Josh Boyer wasn't his guy. He was here. He was a flow guy. I could see that. Like maybe just getting in his dude to call the defense. I don't think anybody would be opposed to uh, a defensive coordinator switch. As long as you bring back Christian Wilkins. Don't be idiots. Yeah, for sure. You better give him a whole lot of money. A whole lot of money. Although it sounded yesterday. Like, see, you know, like Greer was a little squirrely around the two, a question. You know, a little little evasive. He's like, yeah, well, all options are uh, this Christian Wilkins. He loves Christian Wilkins. You want to hear him talk about Christian Wilkins? Yeah, he he loves him. Christian Wilkins. Yeah, Christian's had uh, back-to-back really good years for us. Um, everything he's done on and off the field. Uh, last week, uh, was it Wednesday or Thursday? Thursday. Thursday. I'll never forget it. Um, he's in my office talking, and it's about Me. 6.45. And all of a sudden, he goes, what is that? And it's dark, and the lights are on the field. And um, we see someone working out. Like, Who is it? And he, so he flashed the laser pointer on. He looks up, and it's Christian out there by himself at 6.45 in the dark wow. doing drills to work. So that's just the type of person he is and how much he loves this game and the leadership role that Mike and the players have empowered him in. And um, so for us, yeah, it'll be important to talk to him and work with him and, and, and keep him here because he's been a big part. He was uh, one of the first guys here. and you know, through this, and, you know, we talked about that after the Jets game. He and I, we hugged after he does his usual jump trying to 
knocked me over and hurt my ACL. Class, classic. But um, we talked about that. He'd been through a lot of stuff and how happy he was to get a chance to go to the playoffs. Hold up. What, what's wrong? Why is Mike McDaniel his hype man? He's doing Adams. Classic, classic. I got to be honest with you. I like Mike McDaniel as the hype man. <laughs> classic, classic. I like it. It's more efficient for him, you know? Otherwise, it's a lot of ums, and it takes a while to get through an answer. If we just have Mike McDaniel as a hype man, Mm -hmm. I feel like we have a lot quicker press conferences. I agree. Also not surprising, Christian Wilkins tries to jump on everybody. Yep. Yep. It it is absolutely amazing. You know? He really is just a ball of joy, man. Yep. A ball, a mauling ball of joy. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And... And working out at 645 at night, that's Goosey's right there. In the, in the, the facility alone while it's yeah. dark. Mm-hmm. That's cool. You don't think that's Goosey's? He's not no J.J. Watt doing it in front of the cameras. No, no. that had to be revealed. Did he put yep. that on the gram? Never. No. Never No, he didn't. Did he, Leroy? Not a show pony. Nope. Not a show pony. It's the kind of guy you want. You don't think that's a big deal? I think, personally, mm-hmm. you guys get way too caught up in things that you know. Don't matter? Yes. But I think they do matter. Do they? Yeah, dude. Come on. Leader of your team. You know, it's the one thing to say your first one and last one out, but you need to be the actual last one out. You know what I'm saying? Sure. I feel like you're dismissing me. There. I am. <laughs> okay. <laughs> just, just wanted to clarify. <laughs> All right. Am. There's no, you don't need a clarification. I am dismissing <laughs> you. You guys get caught up in the sideshow. You know what I'm saying? Well, so does the head coach, apparently. Yeah. In fairness. And the uh, GM. He goes, uh, it was a Thursday, I remember. Yep. How could I forget? And, and, and he and he does the, the uh, hmm? and then Mike is the hype man. Yeah, that's right. Oh, classic, classic, classic. Classic. I'm like, are we? Can you play it again? <laughs> Listen to him in the background. Yeah, Christian's had uh, back-to-back really good years for us um everything he's done on and off the field uh, last week uh, was it wednesday or thursday 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 i'll never forget it um he's in my office talking and it's about six forty-five, and all of a sudden he goes what is that and it's dark and the lights are on the field and um we see someone working out like, who is it and he, so he flashed the laser pointer on he looks up and it's christian out there by himself at six forty-five in the dark doing drills to work so that's just the type of person he is and how much he loves this game and the leadership role that Mike and the players have empowered him in and um, so for us yeah it'll be important to talk to him and work with him and, and, and keep him here because he's been a big part he was uh, one of the first guys here and you know through this and you know we talked about that after the Jets game he and I we hugged after he does his usual jump trying to knocked me over and hurt my ACL. Classic. But um, we talked about that. He'd been through a lot of stuff and how happy he was to get a chance to go to the playoffs. I love it. You guys. What? What sounds fun, baby? Fall for it. I'm not falling for anything. That sounds like somebody's coming back, though, right? Like, he's not going to let Christian Wilkins leave. Right? Uh, no. Can't do it. You can't. Can't do it. Him and Because Because basically, he is... He's the motor of that defense, right? He is the guy you want on your team to show everybody the effort and the intensity you want to play with. Yeah. Also, he really just bothers the best quarterback in the division, too. Like, he genuinely seems to bother Josh Allen, which I think helps. Like, Josh Allen's going into every Dolphins game knowing, is that pain in the ass Christian Wilkins again? 
Who knows what kind of tricks. Which, by the way, I love the Bills fans who are so proud of Josh Allen for pushing and falling. Wow. What, that was Josh pathetic, Allen is dude. a dog. He pushed him and, and fell. fell. <laughs> like, what are we talking about here? And honestly, when Christian Wilkins then like approached him, it's not like he approached him aggressively. He lightly blocked him and just continued to annoy him. It was amazing. Classic. <laughs> All right, we'll talk a little Dolphins with our guy Seth Levin from the Fish Tank Podcast. He hops on with us next. Classic. All right. Welcome back, everybody. You know why I played this? No. Because you got to give it to him, man. He had the faith. You got to give it to him. He had the faith. Got to give it to him. He had the faith. Let's go out to the Toilet of Hollywood guest line. Shop over 1,500 toilets indoors in one of America's largest showrooms at Toilet of Hollywood on 441 between Hollywood and Sheridan. He is one of the co-hosts of the Fish Tank Podcast alongside O.J. McDuffie. You can also, of course, you heard him this season, doing the post-game show with O.J. and Travis Wingfield. He's our guy, Seth Levitt. You guys get the Fish Tank Podcast on all your podcast platforms, and he did have the faith. He told us last week, any game, you got a chance. You got to enjoy the moment, man. Imagine if you decided that you were just going to be miserable the whole week and you weren't going to watch the game. Now, the result is the result, but look what you would have missed. I, t- I said in the postgame show, I think people cheated themselves if they didn't allow themselves to embrace playoff football because that was a great game. Especially after, especially after what you just saw the day before. Right. Right. Like you can't you like the the whole point of watching sports is to watch that great or special thing. You can say you saw it firsthand. You didn't see a replay. That's what sports is, whatever sport. And so the fact that you cheat yourself to possibly or maybe see something like that, because I promise you at no point in time. Did these idiots out in football world think that Tom Brady wasn't going to come back? Right. You see what I'm right. saying? There might have been a few, but yes, there were people that believed. Right. And because he earned that, right? Right, he, he earned it, but, but still. But still. So, like, yeah, man. Like, you think, and, and I'll ask you this. You think the only thing that's really missing on this team oh boy, is health. Because if they're healthy – if they're healthy, I think they could compete with anybody in the NFL. Now, they might not be as consistent with what they are doing because yeah. the defense mysteriously picked it up unlike and still gave up 34 points, right? Right. right. <laughs> That's the weird thing about playing the Bills is they're right. going to put up numbers. Right. right. And you, you can beat them, but they're going to put up numbers. Right. It's an interesting question, Leroy, and – uh, you know, I'm going to shout my guy Travis Wingfield out a couple times today because I was listening this morning to his uh, post-game wrap-up of the podcast that he does after two hours of post-game with us, and he goes back and does an episode of Drive Time. But he had a couple of interesting points. And so uh, this idea of being able to play with anybody, I would say first and foremost, they kind of did that already. You know, they right. yes, they lost nine games. If you add up the regular season and the postseason, they did lose nine games. But they were within one score – in all nine of those games, they were within one score in the fourth quarter. And so, I mean, you're, you're in those games. Some of those games they 100% should have won. Some of those games, ultimately, they did way too much to, to say they deserved 
to win those games. But they were able to play. There was no game this year where they were completely outclassed, and that has not been the case over the last right. count however many exactly. years. And certainly wasn't the case against, you know, maybe the cream of the crop here with the Buffalo Bills. So, yes, if they were able to remain healthy, then, it, you know, if you had all of the players that you anticipated having when the year started playing in that game, would it be a different outcome? You know, I certainly would prefer our chances in, in that right. scenario. So I understand exactly what you're saying. But you play this game, Leroy, and you played a very physical position to say that health is something that you can guarantee. I mean, I think, you know, Bill Parcells, when he got here, somehow felt that he had a better strength and conditioning program than anybody in the world, and he was going to be able to make players healthy. But the reality is, is that it's a physical game, and you're going to lose some guys. But to lose those guys at those key positions, it, it definitely had effect. Too many fluke injuries happen in the sport. Like, it, it, it's just, you know, you have more injuries with guys in wide open field than you do guys getting hit. And, yeah. and so, like, you can't control that. All you can do is hope for the best. And to right. sit here and say, oh, we can't uh, we can't keep this guy. He's always hurt. Well, like, they want to get Lamar Jackson. He's been just as hurt as Tua. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I don't think he's going to stop running the ball. Right. Well, yeah, but, does, but Tua's a better walks. passer than him, which adds, like, okay, Lamar may be a better athlete, but at some point all those quarterbacks – have to be able to throw the football. Yeah, well, for sure. And and in this offense, right, you're definitely going to be able to have to th- throw the ball around the yard. But I I heard, I guess in the pregame show, Joe Rose was talking to K-Rodge and Rondé, and they were talking about what quarterback would you want to have if you didn't have two or if you brought someone in here to, to compliment two or whatever that might be. And, you know, there's there's fantasy football and then there's what's realistic. And to to kind of mortgage the farm to go get Lamar Jackson, no, you know, I, I mean that that to me is a little wild, and it's all kind of irrelevant at least in the moment because you heard from the head coach and you heard from the general mm-hmm. manager that Tua Tagovailoa is a starting quarterback. So that's right. the deal. Do they need to have a plan at the number two? position yeah i mean clearly you want to be able to go in there and win games if your number one guy can't play so that's something that they have to give consideration to i think you got to look at the offensive line there's probably some positions on defense Uh, cornerback where you thought was a position of depth all of a sudden that was uh, obliterated and and there's some question marks there so there are some things that are going to have to happen health has to be taken into consideration but your gm also told you that he ain't scared so you know he ain't scared of injuries he's going to get the best players that are the best fit for the team seth uh let me ask you something. You know, you're in media. You know these things. Oh, boy. Don't. You feel like 20, one of these questions is set up like, no, am I going to lose my job? No. Here's <laughs> why. Here's, here's why. You have to, you have to understand the full It's really not the dangerous question. He gave me the look. Like, yeah. mind if I ask a damn question? Right? <laughs> and, and, and now you're going to go. Go. Oh, here we go. They were, oh, where you set it up. It's not that big a deal. It's your, it's your floor. Seth, you're media, you know, you know these things. Yeah. You feel like Tony Romo was in the bag for Josh Allen? <laughs> oh, okay. There's where we're going. Yeah, I, you know. Because I feel an like I, one. I felt like he was actively rooting for the Bills. And it was, I found it very, I'm sensitive about this stuff on national broadcast. I do this with Heat and sure. Celtics all the time. I genuinely felt like this guy would have cried if the Bills would have lost that game. 
<laughs> I don't know if you would have cried. Quarterbacks, you know, there's a special fraternity there. Josh Allen is an unbelievable talent. I'm sure Tony identifies with him somewhere. It did seem perhaps a little skewed. I, I won't deny that. That uh, <laughs> I love these comments. Seth comes in hoping to have a normal interview and gets surprised every time Tony asks a question. Shame on me at this point, right? You know, you're right about that. So, no, I, I, you know, I was watching, uh, I was following on Twitter as we're listening to the game, and I kind of tune those guys out unless they say something that I think is outrageous. But people were like, I normally think Romo's the best in the business, but he is so skewed this – and maybe we just have a sensitivity when it's our team yeah. that's playing. If we're not hearing someone actively root for our team, then we feel that they're completely against our team. Well, so you I know what they call Tobin. There's a little bias there. Ralph Tresfan. What? Sensitive. <laughs> oh. Marcos, pull that one up. Wow. <laughs> Wow. That I'm just a, back to, I don't even want to tell you what my yearbook picture looked like. I in, just feel uh, like Ralph. Back I feel like if you're you Tony Romo. If you, you found to- a man with sensitivity, yeah. Leroy. There. <laughs> I feel like if you're Tony Romo, wouldn't you have a sensitive spot for Skylar Thompson? Like he's a, a late round pick. You're an unheralded guy. But man, yeah. he was just Romo's like. Romo's not putting himself in that category. Romo's not looking at, at his uh, humble beginnings. He's looking at I'm a superstar and I'm going to identify with this other superstar quarterback and marvel at the things he can do, which are incredibly impressive. I mean, the guy yes. is a phenomenal player. He's basically but... Gronk playing quarterback because he's a moose. <laughs> he is. He is. Yeah, it was uh, It was just an annoying thing to hear from him. But all right. I mean, uh, if, I you, if you say I'm sensitive, I, you know, I can't deny that. I mean, I do have rabbit ears when it comes to this stuff. I mean, if you have an issue, you can always turn the volume down and turn on WQAM and listen to Jimmy and Joe. It's fair, but then I gotta like sync it up the right way, you know. I just right. figured, thought I'd listen to, to Romo and Nance. I like getting the national perspective every now and then. Until that, very good. Until that national perspective annoys me, and then yeah, you know, he was like, "Oh my God, the Bills season can end like this." I'm like, well, <laughs> I'm sorry, I am I listening that. to the right. Bills radio network that. here? What's going on? Yeah, unfortunately, he was right, but it should have ended like that. It should have. So, so, how about this? Is this not in all your years covering football, watching football, or whatever? Is this not the most exciting week of the playoffs? Is the, the divisional round, right? I mean, it's good football, but for me, I'm so invested in this Miami Dolphins team that I yeah. do it, it loses its luster, unfortunately. It, it loses it when your team's an exciting not, week of football. Right. It, it, this year is you got some pretty good matchups. Um and yes, I would like every time you see somebody that comes up to you, Seth, and ask you Hey, we should try to get Rodgers or Tom Brady or Lamar Jackson. I want you to give them the look like this <laughs> and call them an idiot and be on That's your way. All right. That's uh, the request. Have you made that same request of Tobin? Yes, I do. I tell him all the I time. I don't want one of those no, guys. No, no, no. <laughs> We've already had this conversation. Okay. Stop it. Stop it. Tua yeah. has one skill. That is unique to most quarterbacks in the league. His ability to get rid of the ball quickly and be accurate in the middle of the field. There's not a whole bunch of quarterbacks doing that. But I don't know if you've heard, Seth, uh, big news. So Leroy Horde and Tua golf at the same place. Leroy Horde has offered up his services, which I technically offered up for him. He's going to teach because he fell the same way Tua used to fall on the back of his head. And Uh he said that he fixed it. So Leroy yeah, is now, like and so now Leroy is going 
to teach Tua how to no, fall. I did not say that. No, nah, he's going to do it, dude. <laughs> they, dude, like. But wait, is this a real thing that you were falling like that and had to change Every time the I fell on fell? the back of my head, it hurt like hell, so I tried to yeah. avoid falling on the back of my head. And he's going to teach it's Tua. It's pretty straightforward. Right. right. It's, not like, it's not like rocket scientists. We're not pretty, oh, you fall at this angle. No. Ow. Don't you you don't fall like that no more. Just a couple tips. A couple tips to Uno. That's yeah, all I'm asking for. Fall forward fast. Are we doing that now? I've seen times where he was falling <laughs> on his stomach and he flipped on his back. Like the right. San Diego one. He was falling forward and he flipped around. Like, yeah. what are we doing? It was it was interesting. My hope is now, you know, uh, unfortunately, you didn't have Tua for the last few games there. And, uh, you know, he's got a full off season to rest up. And so my hope is that that becomes a non-issue next year. What was great is, you know, while durability has been something that's been hanging over his head since he was drafted, you didn't have the injuries. If you think back to prior to this season, you had the finger, the mystery finger. You had, you know, the ribs, which, listen, you break your ribs, you break your ribs. You know, there were some other things that had kept him out of games. And those things didn't happen. And it was it was a physical season for him. There were times where he was getting knocked around pretty good, but he always bounced back up. The issue was, of course, you know, the concussion. So it is my hope that that a full season of rest, this becomes a non-issue, a thing of the past, and that we get to see a whole lot more of what we saw in those first 10, 12 weeks uh, of Tua than, than what we got later in the season. Seth, the only difference between Tua and me is documentation. Okay. Now we documenting concussions. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Like everybody in the league, they're like, yeah, man, it, it happens. You fall. The field is hard as hell. Right. Sure. So like you're... I don't know what you guys think is underneath that turf, mm-hmm. but on you play on Sunday on Wednesday they gonna have a monster truck event and that dirt is gonna be on the concrete. Dude, just get yeah. a golfer to golfer, player to player. Come on, man, you what got you it. Doing? You're gonna teach Tua. <laughs> I can't wait. He's going to be coached up. So do you think that's a new thing now, a fall coach? Yes. My office is right over here by Perform, you know, where he trains with Nick Hicks. So I don't know, Leroy, you need to go in there and work that into the routine. We'll we'll bring everybody together. We'll we'll, 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 we'll text. I'm going to be your fall guy. Yep. (laughs) I remember one year there was where Conor McGregor came, like he was showing up to one of his fights and he had a movement coach. And everybody thought that the guy was a wacko. He would yeah. just like do things like walk around shirtless on the beach on a balance beam. And they're like, who's that, Connor? He goes, oh, that's my movement coach. And then like everybody was just believing it because it was Connor McGregor and he's lighting everybody up. So right. they just believed he had a movement coach. We're going to do this with you and Tua, dude. You're going to be the fall coach. Oh, too much. Dude, too much. Let me tell you <laughs> I try to avoid hmm? you and suggestions. <laughs> You're not helping. <laughs> this is not helping. Seth, what do you got coming up on the uh, the Fish Tank podcast this week? Yeah, well, so this week we're we're moving into our off season schedule where we go every other week. So I think what Juice and I are going to do this week is kind of look back on some of our favorite episodes. I posted a silly video today, uh, not silly in the sense that I could fit right in on your show, but silly in, in, is me out walking. But basically, it was the Mike McDaniel episode. It was early in the season. It was um. I want to say back in May, actually, we had an opportunity to sit down with the coach and it was a really cool interview and he spent a lot of time with us. And so to go back and listen to that and then now have the context of what this season was and who he was and who we heard in press conferences and the way that he led this team, I think it's kind of neat to look back and say he was pretty darn consistent. It wasn't just a bunch of BS or you know smoke that was blown into the air. 
in in May. I think he was really consistent. I think we saw results, and I'm excited for where this team is headed. If there was one thing you thought uh, Coach McDaniel like has to improve upon or that he's going to take away and try and get better at going into next year just from a coaching perspective, what do you think that is? I know he mentioned a lot about the – you know, the way the game kind of broke down there at the end with the the, the length it took to get the plays off. I mean, do you think yeah. that's something that he's got to improve upon or were there other things that you think maybe he just needs to take in? Because he, he also, I mean, you know, while he had a lot of talent this first year, is still a rookie. Absolutely. He was, he was certainly a rookie. I, I think that you probably just nailed it right there. And who am I to tell a, a, one of 32 people on the planet how they should do their job better? But I, I think that just looking at the the body of work, and man, it is it is stressful being a Miami Dolphins fan uh, sometimes in general. But when you are watching the game and you are watching that play clock, which seemed to be a little bit behind, thankfully, because I think there would have been even more delay of games. But when you're watching every time that the play clock is like four and Skylar Thompson is signaling for someone to now go in motion. It is stressful, and that has to be a stressor on everybody on that offense, particularly the offensive line it, and the quarterback. It and happens so, more than you think, though. Like what, sure. what Mike McDaniel explained is that somebody told him first down, and then he realized it was fourth down. Absolutely. Um, that happens a lot, man, because there's always two officials signaling two different things. You don't know yeah. which one to go with. They wind that clock no matter what. And you just get caught up in it. But I think a lot of it had to do with the fact that, you know, when you have Tua, Tua can make up for some of that because you've had meetings with him every day. You've had conversations with him. He's been calling plays in the huddle all week. So when he hears the first half of a play, right, he can start passing it on to the team, and that may save you five or ten seconds. With Skyler, he had to hear the whole play. He's got to hear – you know, your little assist on the play, and you run out of time. And now he's rushing, he's worried about getting the ball and not paying attention to what he needs to pay attention to. Yeah, and we definitely saw some of that, Leroy, but I will say I think it was, to me, it was something that was, I hate to say an issue, but it was something that was prevalent for a lot of the year. I mean, it was, it, regardless of who was under mm-hmm. center, um, and you heard, you know, OJ, would it would drive him nuts in postgame I, when he kept yeah. hearing the word miscommunication, miscommunication. Yeah. You know, you heard that a lot this year. And and he was like, look, why are we miscommunicating 16 weeks into the season? Mm-hmm. Like, that, that shouldn't be a thing. Truth be told, and they talked about it yesterday in the press conference, Tua since high school has had a different offensive coordinator every year of his football life since he got to, to college ball. And so th- this will be the first time as a pro and really since he played college ball that he'll have the same offensive coordinator two years in a row, and that goes for the entire offense. My hope is that there's a trickle-down effect there and that the operation becomes smoother, yeah. the familiarity with the offense is smoother, mm-hmm. you, you start to hear that word miscommunication a lot less, and it becomes a well-oiled machine. And so obviously Mike McDaniel, not just as the head coach, but also as the play-calling offensive coordinator on game day, he's got his hand in that as well. And so if you're asking if there's any one thing, I mean, I think that seems to be something that that there's room for improvement. And he said it'll be a point of emphasis in the offseason. But I'll, I'll leave you with this one, guys. And again, I'm going to shout out my guy, Travis, because I, I was listening to this and we, we, we saw it. But when you are a team that's trying to climb and grow it within the first thing you want to do, right, Leroy, is is win your division. You want to be mm-hmm. the best team in your division. And for a long time, everybody was the redheaded stepchild 
to New the, the New England Patriots. That's not a thing anymore, but Buffalo, they were the first team that could jump up there and grab the baton or the torch or whatever you know you, know, you want to say. And if you looked at prior to this season, the last three games the Dolphins played against Buffalo, oh, they got smoked. the Bills outscored the Dolphins 117-37. to 37. It was an 80-point differential in three games. In this year, the differential, it was 85-81. to 81. You beat them one time, and in three games, you were only four points behind them. And right. So I say that, and great note by Travis, I say that to, to tell you guys that that tells me the team's trending in the right direction. Mm-hmm. You know, I think last week, Leroy, or the week before, we said, what's the difference between this 9-8 and eight team and that 9-8 and eight team? Well, number one, they qualified for the playoffs. But number two, they're fiercely competitive with the bullies of your division. Agreed. And so the yeah. hope is that they become the bullies in the division. Mm-hmm. And, and it seems to me like it's trending in the right direction. Check out the Fish Tank podcast. Seth Levitt, you guys can catch him and OJ McDuffie. They do a great job. You guys did a great job on the postgame show this year. And I uh, appreciate the time, Seth. Thanks so much. Thank you, guys. What are we going to do in the off season? Like, we're going to be able to hang oh, out. Oh wait, like, what's real going? quick, dude. Open door. Whenever the hell you want. What's your What's your What's your favorite Chinese uh, uh, item? What's your go to meal? My favorite Chinese. So Chinese food, or yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah. I'm a chicken cashew guy. Oh, chicken oh, cashew, cashew or cashew right? chicken. I guess depends on what. Yeah. yeah. What do you think of orange chicken? What do you think of orange chicken? You yeah, yeah, on like orange chicken, chicken or nah? I mean, I can eat orange chicken if that's what you ordered, but it's not my favorite. Not favorite. It's a little, right. little heavy little, on the sweet side. I got you. See? Ah. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Look uh, at these two. Chicken? They look like two little pieces of I like of orange chicken. They look like two pieces of orange chicken. I like, uh, look at them. I like orange chicken from Panda Express. That's like their kind of staple. But my favorite, real Chinese food. my favorite is General Shao's chicken. That's my oh, favorite. Yeah. Oh, that's my favorite chicken. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Appreciate the time, man. Thanks so much. Thank you, guys. All right, there you go. We'll take a break, get to some cat talk, your headlines. Damage is done. Coming up next hour, back after this. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.